The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Colts Fans in Bill's Land. You are the hashtag Colts Army. We are your hosts. My name is Matt Johnson, and alongside with me every single week, my good friend, my partner, my fellow survivor in Bill's Land, Mr. Brandon Rogers. Brandon, uh, hello to you. How are you, bud? Hello. Howdy. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. You know, another week of uh, being a Colts fan and nothing coming out two days after episode. So we're, we're rocking and rolling here. We're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. You know, um, a little disheartened by, by no news, but maybe that's a good thing. You know, uh, too many times we've had these bombshells happen and it's not always for the best. So no, no. retirements this week. Um, no one has great. quit. <laughs> um, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm kind of happy that things are kind of quiet right now. I am. It's usually a good sign. Like I'm sure within the next couple of weeks, we'll have tons and tons of news for you guys, you know, for you, the listeners, to, uh, well, for us to talk about you, the listeners to kind of, uh, gather our opinions from, you know, with free agency, it opens up, I think next week, right? I think next, next two- week, the shoe drops. Yeah. Massacre. It's going to be a massacre according to, you know, every news outlet. So every, we'll see what happens. everybody, uh, yeah, everybody's, there's a lot of people saying in the Colts, in the respected Colts podcast community, um, I think for the culture, uh, I forgot what the, I, I apologize for, for, but the, that podcast, oh, Luke Diamond, Luke Diamond and, oh, I follow the one guy. I'm such a jerk. Um, yeah, you <laughs> but he, he, Jason Spears, Jason Spears. That's yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my apologies if I, those guys take the time to listen to our show, but they've, they have a lot of insight. They have a lot of connections inside the organization that they're apparently saying that, uh, Ballard is all ready to go. He's ready to go all in on on free agency this year, which I'm okay with. Let's speed up this Super Bowl window that we've apparently haven't been in for the last two, you know, two years. Let's let's pick up the pace a little bit and uh, and jumpstart this. And of course, you know, I think the the Colts are in a good spot right now because. Uh, one, a lot of teams are above the cap space. At least they, they have been. So the, a lot of these, these little bit more expensive veteran free, you know, players are going on the free agency market and, uh, look, we'll be looking for new homes. This is a very, very big year for free agency, just like it was last year, but a little bit more widespread, not as much, not as quarterback heavy as it was last year. Dollar, dollar bill y'all. Someone's getting paid. So uh, hopefully <laughs> Ballard kind of, uh, opens up that wall to his and, just address addresses the defensive line. I need some edge rushers. My man team needs some edge rushers. Um, come on, <laughs> give me some. Uh, give me, you know, uh, Carl Carl Lawson. I, I'd love to have him. A Kawara from Detroit would be great. Give me some I can sink my teeth into. You see, Dunlap got released today by Seattle. Yeah, you know, heck, I, if I get him on a flyer, nice team friendly contract for him, I'd, I'd be down. Heck, he actually, give me some depth. 
Find three, four, five of them bad boys. Come yeah. on, let's go. I mean, I, I seen the way uh, I wouldn't mind, you know, having that one at all. I seen the way that Seattle's defense actually changed the second he got there last year. I think it would be very advantageous. It could save. It, it could help us, you know, help the Colts go in a certain direction when it comes to uh, the draft. And I, I would not hate it if they can get him on a good deal. But he did produce last year with Seattle. He did change the way that uh, when. when Dunlap got at, you know, traded for Seattle went from a very offensive heavy team to they were winning games mostly by defense. It was very, very crazy how much that that, that signing kind of turned everything around. Well, I mean, yeah, see, he did kind of change the the, the culture um, there at Seattle. But I, I mean, I read something where the last couple of their, their games, I mean, they played nobody at quarterback uh, like Alex Smith. Uh, CJ Bathard, oh. uh, that that wolf kid, uh, the, the the Jets, the Giants. <laughs> so I mean, give That's it what you, what you can. But um, no, I, I mean, I think he he is. Like, he's been an anchor in great defenses for a while. That Bengals defense has always been underrated. You know, yeah, uh, they lost a lot of pieces over the last four or five years that kind of made him look like Dookie, but. Um, but he was a cornerstone of that. He's still, I think, on the on the a little bit on the young side. He might be he might be close to thirty. If not, he is thirty. I, I don't think he's above that that kind of mark that that, uh, that age range just yet. Jay Z told me thirty is the new twenty, so that's what's up. Hey, that's true. That is true. Um, what about this? Uh, we were talking a little bit about this before we went on air. Uh, do we feel comfortable with Jacob Eason as the backup quarterback? And no, should we sign no, a no, we don't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm glad we are on the same page. You know, being on Colts Twitter, yeah, you're just immersed in all these reporters and stuff. They're just, they were all gung ho on Jacob Easton being QB one this year. And Easton season, baby. Easton season. Let's go. No, <laughs> no, not ready for it. Even I mean, unless Chris Bowers blowing smoke up, everybody's you know what? Uh, he didn't seem too confident in in Jacob Easton being the backup yet either, but. Easton is getting some reps in with some of the guys, which is a really good thing that, you know, he's, he's, he's trying to, you know, he's helping out. He's being a part of team workouts. He wants to be better. Some of these guys just get to the NFL and just flake right out. Uh, is there any veteran quarterback on the market right now that you would be interested in the Colts signing uh, as insurance, I guess, in case Carson Wentz has one of his world famous uh, season ending injuries. Oh, I'm, I'm going to put this guy out there only because I saw what he can do when he's, you know, kind of uh, helping mentor a young quarterback and kind of just help groom that next quarterback. If he has to come in for a couple snaps, I feel safe with him. He's not going to be some all-star, but I feel safe with him. And that's Alex Smith. You know, he'll come back a, a year healthier coming off that devastating leg, leg injury. Um, you know, he's smart as hell. We all know that he can command an offense pretty easily. And I think he kind of dig into Reich's playbook and, and kind of get the gist of it you know, pretty quickly. And I think like, you know, him being there for Carson Wentz and just being a shoulder for Carson Wentz, a soundboard for Carson Wentz uh, to kind of help with his trials and tribulations. You know, Carson Wentz is a very faithful guy. Yes. And, you know, he, I know he's uh, really big into Christianity. Looking at it to see the kind of war that Alex Smith had to go through to, to get back onto the football field is a testament to his character. And that might be something Carson wants to kind of look, look up to and, and kind of 
maybe use that like fuel to say, hey, look, I, I had a horrible year last year. Look what this guy went through. You know, if he made it back and you know played well, uh, I, I can definitely do this thing. And you know, any kind of bumps in the road, he can kind of turn to Alex Smith and say, hey, man, can you help me on out here? Right. I love that idea. I would love to to <laughs> to, to, to have an Alex Smith, you know, Colts jersey. I would. I'd probably honestly buy that one before parting <laughs> with one. Not, not gonna lie at all about that. I, I think Alex Smith is a tremendous story. Uh, I don't. I, there is a legit possibility that somebody will pay for him to be the starter, but it's it's confusing as to you know where that will be. Uh, Hopefully, he, New England. You know, uh, it's just don't don't get good again, New England. Apparently, they're so. t- they're targeting. There's a lot of rumors that Jimmy G is their number one target, trading for Jimmy G. So, uh, which is absolutely, I'm cool with that. Yeah. He'll suck too. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. I think we, we play the Patriots this year too. Indianapolis does or somewhere on the schedule. Yeah. We're playing the AFC East. So they will be, the Colts will be playing them. Uh, so that would be cool. Uh, yeah. I'd very much like, you know, Alex Smith would be, uh, I'm not sure if he's ready for that kind of money, that kind of hit. Uh, he was making really, really good money uh, with Washington. I think 23 and a half mil a year. Roughly Ooh. that. So if he's willing to come down, I would not hate that. Another one I'm, I'm really looking at here, too, it was announced today that he has no intention of retiring. I'm talking about 39-year-old uh, veteran journeyman quarterback, a, a veteran in the just the journeyman category alone, uh, <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan, you know, oh, uh, I, I don't – like, I feel like that's a good one, too, where, you know, he can still – like. Yeah, Carson Wentz did really good for a couple of seasons. Like, really, really good. Don't get me wrong, but I think Fitzpatrick can be that fill in that mentor role for Carson Wentz and Jacob Eason, um, in a sense. And we all know, you know, if, if something unfortunate happens, that Fitzpatrick can come in and, and perhaps ball out. Maybe, maybe not. I know some people are, you know, have their ups and downs about, uh, you know, Carson went or excuse me, about Ryan Fitzpatrick, but. Uh, I think he, I think he would do well. I think it would, I would feel comfortable with a nice vet sitting in at backup uh, behind a Carson Wentz. Well, and you know, um, well, while we're talking about Fitzpatrick, I think we're legally obligated to say that he went to Harvard. So yeah. let's make sure we put out there. Yep, he yeah. he went to Harvard. So I, I I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but yeah, Wonder, he went to Harvard. Ace Wonderlick test or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he he showed last year that he could still kind of ball out. He's gonna be like almost 40 next year. I think he's 39 right now. Put him behind our line and he doesn't have to really have to do much. Yeah. Um, hand the ball off to, to Jonathan Taylor a bunch. And yeah, you know, and I think that's, what's great about our offense. It's not going to ask too much of, you know, of a backup. If, if Carson Wentz you know, does go down um, and heck, if Carson Wentz plays less than 70% of our snaps, we get to keep our first next year. Pat Fitzpatrick can ball on out. Fitz Magic comes back. We go to the playoffs. Maybe win the Super Bowl with Fitz Magic. Call it a day. Woo! Go Colts. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably the Fitzpatrick one is is possibly the most likely one that I'm thinking. Knowing how cheap he is, uh, <laughs> is there anybody else that you would have in mind? There's actually a lot of like I'm not like big name as far as you know people have people know very much so about them. Uh, is there anybody else that you, you would consider uh, for, for coming in? Yeah, I know this isn't going to be popular with the interwebs and, you know, all the Monday morning armchair quarterbacks, but he brings so much to our team. Our, our players love him. And you know, if he doesn't want to start, if he can't find a starting job, 
why not bring back Jacoby? Why not? You know, if he can't find a starting job, I and respect that. He, he just he's such a unifying force in that locker room. He's not breathing down Carson's neck. You know, Carson obviously knows that he's one A in that quarterback equation. Yeah. Um, but it would just be nice to, to have somebody out there that you know is is used to the offense and you know can come in and uh, do a, do a couple things in case Carson does go down. Right. No, I'm I'm actually all for that. I like we said a lot of things about Jacoby like in the months prior, you know, in the 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 episodes prior to us starting Carson Wentz, you know, about not wanting him as a starter. I think he's one. He can be one of the better backups in the NFL at this point in time. Uh, but that price rate, that price tag has got to come down. And I hope he doesn't like, but you know, if we are losing T Y Hilton, you need that unifying leader spirit. Like what, where else is there, you know, is that kind of thing on, you know, you got Darius Leonard. He's still on the young, a great leader. Don't get me wrong, but still on the young side, I feel like we can use some offensive leadership as well. Um, outside of like Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly. I mean, those guys seem very, like they keep to themselves or not like, they're not like those spiritual kind of leaders like a Jacoby Brissett could have been. Exactly. You know, uh, Nelson, Kelly, you know, they, they do their thing. And I think they lead more by example yes. vocally. But, you know, I really do think like, you know, the offense kind of shines to, to Jacoby's swagger. And you know, even though he wasn't starting last year, you saw him always in the celebrations with the offense. Always in celebrations <laughs> with the defense. And every like, time he, he ran on the field, like something bad happened after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he was there because, because the team loved there. him. He loved him. Yeah, Pick- he loved him and he, he loved being there. You could tell, like, he just loved being a Colt. Yeah. So why not? Especially when, you know, we, we don't know what we've got in Carson. We, we think we know. But we, who knows what kind of Carson we're getting? And uh, Jacoby might not be what we're we're hoping to have in a starter, but I think he's everything and more we could have in a backup. Absolutely, absolutely. The only other one I'd probably throw out there is Andy Dalton. Uh, he, I mean, he's home in Texas right now. Da- there's a chance that Dallas might resign him. He didn't play terrible last year when Dak went down, and Andy Dalton was far from the reason why they lost in those games. But he's probably the only other one I I. I taken this serious consideration you know i would but he'd have to dye his hair i'm strictly a one ginger quarterback kind of guy and we can't have two i got i, I can't even respond it's yeah i got nothing <laughs> i got nothing so um yeah i respect it there's that that's kind of what we're talking about news wise and uh Today, Brandon uh, gets kind of choice over what we're over our fun little theme slash topic uh, of the day. Brandon, why don't you tell them what we're doing today uh, for this episode? Well, we're hoping to uh, to kind of take a stroll back in memory lane and and talk about you know five uh, memories that we have as Colts fans, five things that make us proud that well us up in the chest and say, man, you know that was a, that was a good day to be a Colt. Or man, that really stuck out in my head. The you know as a, as being a Colt fan. And you know, hopefully we'll be able to add a ton more to this list uh, in, the, in the next year, including, you know, hoisting a Lombardi over our heads. But for now, let's kind of stroll on back and think about some of the better times of being a, a Colts fan. I love that. I love that. I love that idea very much. Um, I have some fun ones. I might even do an honorable mention at the end. I might even do an honorable mention at the very end. That's how, like, the, there was probably a, a hook guy. So you guys listen all the way to the end. There's a yes. hook. Yes. Yeah. Well, we definitely got to do that. So, um, 
So yeah, let's uh, let's get into it, bud. And uh, I won't go out of order this week. Last week I was very, very incredibly <laughs> sleep deprived. This week I slept till I've been working overnights, and I got I got my eight hours in. So we're good to go. All right, we're good to go. So Matt Matt got a deep eight in today. Okay, guys, Ooh. a deep eight. It, I don't think I've ever I've gotten eight hours of sleep in a very, very long. It's probably been at least six, seven years. Always on the go. Jeez. Always on the go. Uh, Brandon, what do you got for your number five, buddy? All right. I mean, it's kind of a dark day in Colts land, but uh, it's actually a kind of a positive memory besides the loss. Uh, the year is 2009, Super Bowl 44. Okay. Saints Colts, you know, it was a hell of a game. I thought we were going to win that one. I mean, we went into the season hot, the playoffs hot, Super Bowl hot. I didn't think there's a way that the Saints were going to beat us. Um, but they did beat us. But the reason why this is an enjoyable memory for me, I remember being at a uh, Super Bowl party nice. with uh, another Saints fan. Uh, with a Saints fan, you know, me being a Colts fan, him being a big Saints fan, it was kind of like butt heads. But we had a neutral friend who uh, who's a Jets fan, and uh, this Jet fan weighs about 130 pounds. So every time you know the Colts scored, I had to take a shot. Or the Saints scored, I had to take a shot. Every time the, the Colts scored, my Saints buddy had to take a shot. But anytime either team scored, the Jets fan had to take a shot. <laughs> he ended up pretty trashed. So uh, so bad, in fact, that when we were leaving the, the Saints fan's house, uh, Jet fan tried to put on the shoes, ended up putting on the, the lady of the house's shoes. He, he has a, like these size four shoes trying to put on his, like what these aren't fitting why these aren't my shoes these are, what, what the heck he's slurring his words he's slumbering all around i throw him into the back seat of my car all right i'm, I'm driving you home he gets in the back seat i hear a lighter you're not smoking my car you're not no i just i don't i just i just want to take a no you're not smoking my car throw it outside my car Fine, it takes it tastes like shit anyway. He goes to throw the lit cigarette out the window. The window is rolled up. So the window it bounces off the window back into his lap. So he's slapping his nuts as hard as he can, hurting himself. I am dying. Like I know I just watched my Colts lose, but that's a memory that will always live fondly in my head about my drunk Jets fan friend just being a, a stupid mess and putting on women's shoes. And slapping himself in the nuts for trying to put out a lit cigarette. Plus, you know, that's a great story, too. That That's a good way to put you in a good mood. Uh, plus, that was the last time we've seen Peyton Manning in a Colts uniform. It is. It is the last time you played on the field for us. Like, ouch. Ouch. Yeah. Man, that sucks. But, hey, your friend slapped his nuts, you know? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good now, man. It's all, all good. Everything's all, all good. good. All right. No, that's a fun memory. That's a fun memory. Uh, my number five is, is I think it's the most recent one. A lot of, a lot of mine are, are within probably the last, well, no, they're not all super, super recent, but, uh, this one happened in 2019. All right. Uh, Colts are playing Monday night football and I'm stressed out of my mind. I'm hugely invested in, in, in my Colts, obviously, obviously, and uh, they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Kansas City is just tearing up everybody, right? They're they're on a tear. You, you kind of think that, you know, that they were AFC Championship the game the previous year. They're one of the best teams in in you know in all of the NFL. 
there's no way that the Colts can compete with these guys. They go out there, and uh, this was Frank Reich's finest called game ever. 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 He did not make Jacoby Brissett try to win a shootout with Patrick Mahomes. That just was not happening. They scripted a perfectly called game. Went into Kansas City in prime time. And, uh, and and took it to it with the usage of Marlon Mack and alternating with Jacoby Brissett, too, using some run plays. And uh, they figured out a way to slow him down, uh, Patrick Mahomes down defensively, one of the better defensive outings of that team, which, you know, uh, obviously this year's defense was much, much better. But that 2019 team, they, it had a lot of holes. And they still went in there, and they found a way to contain Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, Colts won that game. I got the score right here. 19 to 13 to go to three and Ooh. two. 19 to Justin 13. Houston, man. Oh, he changed. Yeah, because he was playing against his favorite team. He was super motivated. Yeah. We gave Kansas City their first loss of the 2019 season. Obviously, it didn't matter. They won the Super Bowl. But when you see that happen, you think, wow, this team is a contender. That's the game that sold me on Jacoby. Like, yeah, Jacoby's going to kill it. We're, we're going to make the playoffs this year. We're, gonna destroy, we're just going to destroy shop. We're winning this some bitch. Sure did. Let's see. Twelve days later, they had a. I think they had a. They had a bye week. The in week uh, would have been week six, and then in week seven, I was going to Indianapolis to watch the Houston game. So I was really, really hyped up for you know all those momentum behind them. You just beat Kansas City. Now I thought there was a feeling. Oh my god! I'm like, watch this. They beat Kansas City. They're gonna lose to Houston when I go see them in, in Indianapolis. And they they played a wonderful like back and forth game against the Texans. And then it just all slid downhill from there. That was the peak of the 2019 season. But I agree with you. It did sell me on Jacoby Brissett. I'm like, okay, we're going to be okay without Andrew Luck. And unfortunately just things did not work out that way, but um, very, very proud moment. Like I, I remember just, I was smiling ear to ear the next day at work. Uh, very, very happy. Very, very. Um, yeah. Just like, yeah, we beat we beat Kansas City, man. <laughs> we we found a way to beat Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> this undefeatable monster. So, yeah, so that's my number five. All right. Well, I guess I'll go right to number four. The date, February seventh, twenty eighteen. Chris Ballard comes on out for a news press conference. You know, twenty four hours ago, I, I think we just confirmed that Josh McDaniels was going to take and be the next head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, February seventh, twenty eighteen. That uh, that morning, you start hearing chatter that you know McDaniel's going to turn his back and, and say no, like change his mind. Some uh, Ballard comes out, does a press conference. Hey, I asked McDaniel's if he was in. Yes or no? McDaniel said no. Ballard said fine. Who would have thought? You know, that day I was in turmoil. What the heck? Our coach just you know backed out on us. Why did he back out on us? Is there something I didn't know? What's going on? Uh, I know that we interviewed Vrabel, uh, Matt, uh, Mike Nagy, Matt Rule. They've already gotten hired. So where are we going to turn to now? What the hell is going to happen? Oh, my God. I, I'm losing my mind. Not knowing that that was the best day for a long time for a Colts fan. Knowing that we weren't getting that piece of shit McDaniels. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you guys heard me. That piece of shit McDaniels. I can't wait to stop him out this year. Can't wait to stop God, him out. I hope so we do. Good. I shouldn't. I shouldn't get too, and, too loud too early, but <laughs> but I mean, 
for for us to go you know why why get the loser of that super bowl like you lost that super bowl mcdaniel do you know who won it frank fucking rank all right <laughs> he's the man I, i'm so glad he's our coach i know you know he he does some things where you're like oh god why but honestly i'm so happy he's our coach and you know i know a couple weeks later they did a press conference introducing frank reich and i think pat mcafee said hey you know why should we have trust in you like what's how do you feel about mcdaniels kind of stabbing the franchise in the back and and reich sold me with this line saying the backup role has suited me well for my career and he went out and proved it and i oh I'm that was the perfect one-liner coach. that was the yeah, perfect one-liner he, he's the man so thanks coach let's keep it moving that's that's a solid one, dude. That was a, that was a fun one. I did. That's probably I would honor. I would definitely honorable mention that. Uh, definitely honorable mention that one, uh, for sure. Uh, all right, my number four. My number four. I'm going to go with it's from 2013. Yeah, here we go. 2013. All right, we're we're a year and some change into the. Uh, Andrew Luck era here at Indianapolis. All right. And uh, guess who's coming back home? Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos. On October 20th, 2013, the Colts hosted the Denver Broncos um, and beat them in an amazing, incredible back and forth game where the Colts won 39 to 33. Now, Again, I, I I built it up by saying we're a year and some change into the Andrew Luck era, because we see you know we we seen him play. He did well. He we made it to the, he made it to the postseason. He brought us to the postseason. Um, I forgot who they lost to that year in in 2012, but uh, here we are in 2013, and he's going up against his, against the the person he's succeeding here. All right, the legend, the, the the man who built you know Lucas Oil Stadium was pretty much built after they eventually put a statue of him. Uh, it, it's. You know, we don't have like all these nice things. We don't have a nice Colts legacy weren't for Peyton Manning. And we all know how controversial that decision was to move on from him. Uh, you know, you got to keep in mind, too, this is Peyton Manning's historic, like, 55 touchdown season. He was a baller that year. Jesus, he was a, he Christmas was a, tree. He was a baller. Absolutely. Uh, but the Colts host and, uh, and, and they, yeah, they won 39 to 33. Um, Mathis balled out that game, destroyed him, mauled that line. Here, we mentioned this guy last week, Andrew Luck with a touchdown pass to Darius Hayward Bay. Um, <laughs> like, like, this is some of these names. Like, it's it's such a crazy throwback. Peyton Manning to Eric Decker and started off, you know, Luck to, to Darius Hayward Bay. Peyton Manning to Julius Thomas. Um, Robert Mathis got a forced fumble touchdown off of uh, Peyton Manning. Like, how cool is, how crazy is that? Um, Stanley Havili had a, got a 29 yard touchdown pass from Andrew Luck. Kobe Fleener, remember when he was a tight oh end here? God. Man, I used, I used, I drafted him in so many fantasy leagues. Thanks, Kobe. You really <laughs> fucked me over. <laughs> Let's see what else we got. I mean, this went back when Prater was with the Broncos. We got, uh, Demarius Thomas catching a 31 yard pass from Peyton Manning. No Sean Moreno, like as a running back. Like this, there's some good times here. And uh yeah, luck. Let's see, what was the final stats? Well, I mean, Peyton outplayed luck as far as yardage and, and all that stuff. 
386 yards to 228 yards, uh, but they both had three touchdowns, but Peyton had one interception and took four sacks. Hey, so. Luck got that dub, though. That's all he that did. matters. He did. My, yeah, the, the point of this is this, that this was like, okay, we were okay to move on. Would we have taken that 2013 season that Peyton Manning had? Absolutely. But it was okay. It, this kind of solidified that we're, we were in good hands with Andrew Luck. Just wish it would have lasted longer. But uh, that is my number That's four favorite happened. memory because they actually replayed this this past year with uh, when COVID broke out. Um, you know, when everything was starting to shut down, NBC Sports Network was replaying old games. They were broadcasting them like they were brand new. And they played this one. It was Peyton's, you know, Peyton's returning, return to, and because I was so sports deprived, entertainment deprived at the time, I sat there and watched it. Like I was what? 12 years. Oh, not even 12. I was like 21, 22 years old. Again, <laughs> I was living in Rochester, you know, with, with you around the time that we, we drafted, well, not directly with you, but close to you when, uh, when Andrew Luck came to the Colts and we started, you know, the, the whole team started to turn around. And it was like, I, I think I remember talking to you about it at one of our, either wrestling training or one of our, our the shows that we did, but that was a really cool one. So that's my number four. I was, that was literally the, well, that was the game that kind of proved to me. Okay. I, I'm, I'm happy with this kid. This kid's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was definitely like heartbroken when we got rid of Peyton and I was like, shit, he's going to come in here. He's going to rape us. And it's going to prove that we should have kept him a little bit longer. And yeah. no man, our team like went around and, uh, went around luck and said, Hey, look, we're going to win this for you. And they did. And I think that firmly put me on the, all right, everything is okay. You know, there is life after Peyton. So come on luck. Let's do this thing. And like you said, I just wish it lasted longer. Yeah. This was comparable to me to that, like the Jacoby Brissett chiefs game that I was just talking about, but the momentum lasted a little bit longer with Andrew luck than it did Jacoby Brissett. Like, <laughs> yeah, that that's, there's always those like games where it's like, damn, that's my quarterback. And this was one of them. Yeah. This is one of them. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm going to go uh, my third favorite memory, January 21st, 2007. We go into New England. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, New England came into Indy. I forgot. We, we actually hosted this game um, for the AFC Championship game. You know, they've killed us. They stomped us. We they had our number for however long numbers were given out. That's how long they had our number. Halftime, we're down 21 to 6. And I'm just like, fucking hey. <laughs> Belichick again, Brady, what the like what what's going on? Peyton can't do anything again. He's throwing picks. I'm like, what? Same old, same old Colts. Okay, this is but I don't give up. I never wait. I kept my cheeks on that couch and I did not turn off the channel. I did not change. I said, I'm gonna watch this ass whooping like I'm supposed to. <laughs> And then they start chipping away, chipping away. Defense gets a stop, chipping away. Don't you know we beat fucking Brady and Belichick? How good that felt. We finally slayed that dragon, got that fucking monkey off our back, and beat (laughs) Belichick and Brady in the playoffs to go to the Super Bowl. I swear to God, I almost came. I had to change my pants. It was so good i and it's only number three on my list yeah that's how great that was i honestly you could just tell how relieved the players were how just happy they were to finally just beat belichick to beat brady their smug little faces and it, it 
if it were any other team, had it been the Ravens, the the Raiders, the Chiefs, the you know Broncos, any other team in that conference game, you know, it, it would have been good. It would have been a good W. But the fact that it was New England, our sworn rivals, the the freaking empire, the evil empire, the fact that we slayed that dragon, the emotions that come out of me just thinking about it, I think I'm hard right now. Rock yeah. hard. Yeah, no, it's that's that's a wonderful one. I, I will say that it is on my list. I, I will I'll elaborate a lot on it a little bit further uh, when I get to it. But I mean that, that has to. I mean if you are a Colts fan, uh, you you know you were born or if you came in a Colts fandom within the last ten years, like you have to know about that game. I know it happened more than ten years ago, but it's like a rite of passage that you have to know about that game and what it meant to the Colts. You know, Indianapolis Colts. It was. I felt good. I felt good, you know. Uh, it was yeah, such a wonderful feeling. Wonderful feeling. Um, all right, I'm gonna go on to my number three, and this is this happened on January fourth, twenty fourteen. Fourteen. Yes, sir. The comeback. I know what you're, I know what you're going to. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I have to. I mean, what a magical year that was thrown together from uh, was thrown together with with Andrew Luck. We talked. To, we just talked about him beating Peyton Manning. Uh, he's going into the postseason in the wild card. You know, eleven and five. They're playing in the wild card game. They're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, who are led by Alex Smith. Um, you know, a team that has found some resurgence with Andy Reid as their head coach. I think this is his first or second year as a head coach there. And the Chiefs had always been like competitive, but you know, never really overwhelming. Uh, real quick, it, like oh no, nobody over after the third quarter, like early into the third quarter, the uh, the the Chiefs went up thirty-eight to ten, <laughs> thirty-eight to ten, and I'll read some of the scoring stuff and try and find some names um, as well. But then the Colts uh, managed to rally back. It started off with a uh, Donald Brown, 10 yard rush off a five play, 80 yard drive. Um, oh, wow. The score is all over the place. Uh, Kobe Fleener catching a touchdown pass Adam Vinatieri kicking. Um, yeah, it's, it's Donald Brown catches a three yard pass. They get really got this thing all over the place. Um, but yeah, they muster this this Matt T.Y. Hilton 64-yard touchdown pass from Andrew Luck. I miss that connection so much. <laughs> uh and and I think that the 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 coup de gras is that Andrew Luck two-yard fumble return for a touchdown. I forgot who fumbled. It might have been Donald Brown that fumbled it, but he scooped it up and dives into the end zone. And it that's like that that's one a of the weird defining play. That's one of the defining plays of Andrew. He's had defining games at this point, but this is the define. I mean, this this would become a defining game, but that was the defining play of one of the defining plays of Andrew Luck's tenure. Uh, Luck that day, 443 yards passing, four touchdowns, three interceptions. Alex Smith, 378, 378 yards for four touchdowns. Let's see some of these other these other like names i think this is the year that like alex smith didn't throw like a touchdown pass to a wide receiver until like really like in, until the postseason yep dwayne yeah. bow was like you yeah. know not existent i guess dwayne <laughs> bow donnie avery is 79 yard touchdown pass from alex smith is ryan suck up the uh, he's is he with it no is he with the titans now no he's not 
He was at Tampa Bay. I think he's with Tampa Bay he now. He just won a ring? He just won a ring? I think he did. I, he was with Tennessee for the longest time, but, yeah, he was with Kansas City. Anthony Sherman, uh, yeah, Niall Davis, like so many throwback names. But, uh, yeah, they just couldn't compete. Colts rallied back, and Kansas City just slowed right down. It was one of those signature and, uh, Andy Reid playoff losses, unfortunately. But that is uh, that is my number three. That's your number three. Well, I guess I better go off to my number two. Uh, that is that game. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, I mean, there's a whole scenario as to why that ranks so highly for me. Uh, that week, I broke off things with a girl that I was dating. She, uh, Lemon Cerns, was a whore. <laughs> so- <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. Um, so, you know, like, you know, it was like a kind of a, a shitty day. I was like, all right, like, all right, well, watch some football. Give me some perky spirits. You know, I'll, I'll be much happier. Like, um, I, I was living with a couple roommates at the time. They weren't even there. So I, I got the house to myself. I'm like, all right, I'll just watch some football, have a couple beers, whatnot. Next thing you know, we're down like 38-10. Like, oh, this is miserable. I'm getting text messages from everyone I know. Colts really laid an egg. Colts suck. Uh, how about that. those Colts? Well, yeah. From Bills fans, right? Were they from Bills fans? Uh, Bills, Steelers, and Jets, of course. Oh. oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Jets fan talking. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like, I'm like, what the, what the, like, it's just, it, God, can you do anything else to me? Really? You're just going to keep on just give me a shit sandwich. And then it starts happening. You know, uh, we start piling together a drive. We, we get a takeaway from Eric Walden. I think he forced a fumble um, and start chipping away. And I, I start getting that feeling that, you know, uh, I had when I watched Peyton come back and beat Brady and Belichick. And I'm seeing luck just start being masterful. Now, the, the first half, he 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 just he crapped the bed. I don't know what he was thinking, what, what he was doing. Um, but that second half, you can see, like, the wheels start turning. And the offense starts going. And next thing you know, they got all this momentum. Oh, my God. When he took that and he leapt over that freaking goal line, like he was freaking Superman with his neck beard and Stanford <laughs> education, I just <laughs> – I looked at this man and said, this guy is my favorite player to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. Andrew Luck, 100%, just all blood and guts and glory. And he he played the position of quarterback. Unlike Peyton, Peyton was surgical. He was, you know, very, you know, very uh, uh, mental and cerebral. And he could just pick up defense apart. Or Luck, he's just going out there and putting his nutsack out there and say, all right, guys, let's, let's just do this. I'm going to attack, 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 attack. And I just, I loved watching him play football and nothing epitomizes it like this game yeah. where the, the chips were all down. And he said, nope, sorry, we're not going to lose. I'm not going to let you. He, he put bums like uh, Brazil and uh, Hayward Bay and, you know, just nobodies and – uh, Kobe Fleeners and I uh, forget the other tight end we got that one year with they're just not good players <laughs> and no offensive line no defense and yet we still went in there and, and won like how does this kid do it it's a 
amazing. I, I, I will follow you to the ends of the earth. Because I believe in you, leader needed. Damn it, I just wish it lasted longer, Andrew Luck. Yeah. You're my favorite. And I was glad we got to see that game at that time. It's what I needed. Seriously. He, uh, that, that, cause I guess Peyton Manning's not picking up that fumble and diving for it. Sorry. Nope. Not happening. Uh, I actually hold, like, as a player, I love what Peyton Manning meant to the Colts in the game of football, but Andrew Luck was just way more exciting. And this was one, this is the perfect example of one of those games. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard to say. It's like, a, it's like a hot take that I, I preferred watching yeah. Andrew Luck to, to Peyton Manning, but it's, it's true. The excitement level was way, 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 way better. So unpredictable. And, I mean, and he's multi-talented yeah, too. We're not saying that, you know, Andrew Luck was better than Peyton Manning. We all know that's no. not true. Peyton Manning is the Holy grail of playing the quarterback position, but watching Andrew Luck and, you know, he, he generates more emotions uh, and, and passion from my fandom than Peyton did. Peyton was like, all right, hey, we're going to this game. We're going to win. Like you just, you went into every game thinking we're going to win this because Peyton is just the supreme leader of, of, of football besides playing Belichick. So, <laughs> that. Um, but you know, you just kind of win with this confidence with luck. You're like, dude, this guy's a gunslinger. He's just going to put it all out there and just strap on in because we're going to have a freaking roller coaster of a ride for the next 90 minutes, but it's going to be a fun, fun time. Yeah, it was, uh, it was great. It was great. Um, oh, I'm glad. I think, that, well, that's the first one I think you and I matched up on. Well, officially announced, but uh, yeah, can't beat that game. Can't beat that game at all. I just, I think I might rewatch that. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Oh, I've watched it three it. times. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it is. It's like a movie, man. It's beautiful. Uh, all right. My number two. This is a bit of a hot take. I'm putting the Super Bowl victory here. Whoa. Oh, not numero uno. All right. No, a little, little outside the box on this one. My, as, trust me, I was as delighted as anybody. But when I look back to that Super Bowl, like there was no, like the game wasn't very exciting. It was Rex Grossman and the Bears. All right, like, and Peyton kind of carved him up. Proud moment for me as a Colts fan. Uh, the excitement level throughout the game. You know, I'm, I'm giddy. I'm excited that the the Colts are winning, but. There's not like that emotional roller coaster like there was with uh, my number one or the Chiefs, the Chiefs wildcard game or some of these other ones. There was no emotional roller coaster. It was Devin Hester running back the opening kickoff and the Colts just pound, you know, pounding the piss out of him for the rest of the game. <laughs> so uh, it's I'm glad that Peyton won one, you know, in a Colts uniform, because if obviously if he did not there, we would have never we would still be waiting for one. You know what I mean? We'd still be waiting for one. And it would be a, it would, I think it would mar Peyton's legacy quite a bit in Indianapolis if he couldn't have won that big one. So, but uh, that is my number two. I, I think it, like I get, like I said, very important occasion, big moment for Tony Dungy. Um, you know, big moment for, I mean, both the head coaches, of course, but a uh, big moment for Tony Dungy, big moment for this team. And, you know, it, just a lot of these guys who, who had been around on this Colts squad for a long time and seen a lot of heartbreak to kind of walk away with the Super Bowl victory there. So that is uh, that is my number two. Um, well, uh, it's my number one only because, you know, the game was lackluster. It, let's, it is what it is. The, the, the team really played their best game of the playoffs the week before, two weeks before when they play New England. But this was the cherry on top. This was the this is what we needed. We needed a Super Bowl victory. It, it proved that Peyton was, was as good as advertised. 
as he wasn't just a regular season quarterback. You know, he could go in the playoffs and win. Um, besides the Devin Hester kickoff return, I really don't remember much from the, the actual game. <laughs> Reggie Wayne had a wide open touchdown. Um, uh, I know that um, Joseph Adai balled out. I actually think he probably should have won MVP and not Peyton, but they had to give it to Peyton just because of who he was and, you know, what he meant to the, the whole team winning the, you know, their whole run. Um, halftime show was spectacular. Prince is one of my favorite artists of all time. Oh, hell yeah. And when he hit Purple Rain and the rain came down and he's sitting there and he's got these girls in these eight-inch heels dancing around him on the slick surface. And I watched that halftime performance every year during the Super Bowl when Super Bowl comes back on up because it's the my best, no, the best, my favorite halftime performance of all time. Uh, the same Super Bowl that my team won. And if nothing else... The Super Bowl is number one for me because it gives me and my team the one thing that all you don't have. Super Bowl dub. You ain't got no dub. We got dub. So suck it. <laughs> That's right. Take that, Bills fans. Take that. Um, take that. You guys can't even make a fake replica ring, you bums. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Oh, not source not found. Source not found. Bill Super Bowl ring? I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> my number one is, uh, I think it was fourth or fifth on your list. I apologize for forgetting, Brandon, but it is that AFC championship game. Sometimes the road, like uh, you see with the athletes a lot, the, the, the road to where you want to be is sometimes a little bit more exciting than actually being there. And uh, for, for, I mean, especially from a game quality perspective, uh, that, that AFC championship game versus the Patriots was a, to me, what was the the Super Bowl? All right. If we could have played the Patriots in the Super Bowl, uh, it would have been a much better game, honestly, but that is the way that football works. Uh, I, I, you know, I had had a blast doing it because that, that was right. There was, I mean, just a few years prior, Peyton Manning won his first playoff game I mean, they went to like three or four postseasons and, and Peyton couldn't get a win together and here he is you know he, he beats the Patriots uh comeback victory and of course that interception that seals the deal um that to me is the most proudest because you know it was always the Patriots that we struggled with you know it, it was a rivalry at that time it was a rivalry and it meant a lot more you know that there's some like Super Bowl games where you get really hyped up with you know these matchups and stuff um, and the Bears were a great team. Don't get me wrong, but like, I don't know. There was just no, like, if I wasn't a Colts fan, I probably wouldn't have been interested in that Super Bowl from a storyline perspective. Oh. That's basically what I'm what? trying to. That's basically what I'm trying to say. This AFC Championship game, though, that meant the world. If, even if you were not a Colts fan, you were rooting for Indianapolis in this game to kind of pull it off because this would have been, uh, I think it would have been Brady's fourth Super Bowl appearance. I think it would have been number four. Yeah, screw that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that interception changed uh, a lot of destiny, a lot of destiny. So, but that is uh, that is that the our my list, that is our list, and that is this episode. Brandon, do your thing and take us home. Wait, didn't you have a uh, honorable mention? Oh, I do. I mean, I did the Frank Reich one. It was also probably the, the good point. The 2015 uh, Colts game where the where Luck beat the Bron- Luck and the company beat the the Broncos and won the Super Bowl that year. Um, but luck was hurt after that. Like it was, it was oh, last rate kidney luck. Yeah, the kid lacerated kidney luck. It was the it was the equivalent of that 2019 
uh, Chiefs game pretty much. But uh, it was I just remember how happy luck was because we lost to a lot of bad teams to start off the season. We lost to the Bills. We lost to the Jets. We started off 0-2, I think, on the season. And to go and beat the eventual world champions, that was uh, that was something. So that was definitely one I had to acknowledge. Well, uh, yeah, while we're talking about honorable mentions, um, number two tends to, to not be such a, a good number because number two is never number one. Um, you know, you, you get number two uh, in an MVP vote in this year, Josh Allen. He was number two. Um, number two being, <laughs> you know, uh, you know the, the, the runner up in the Super Bowl. So, like, you know, not winning four Super Bowls in a row and being number two four times, uh, that, that's eight. So uh, four times two is eight. Uh, eight is uh, the number of wins the Bills will probably get this year to be eight and eight again, not make the playoffs. Um, really, I am just sorry for number two, uh, which is shitty Buffalo, because I think that they're number two. <laughs> My honorable mention of cities, football teams, fan bases, you guys would just always be number two, as in shit. You guys are shit. Number two. Bills. Shit. All right. We'll talk to you next week right here on Colt Fans of Bills Land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>